G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. the commissioner by my coach. The first month of May? Right. See, this is exactly why I deserve to get Boo. the first week of May. <laughs> what does that even mean? The first week of May. <laughs> See, that's, that's that crazy. Like, Mother's Day is, is next week, bro. Like, I don't, I never know when Mother's Day is. It just happens and I'm like, oh, that's crazy. It's the second Sunday of every month. you telling me this Sunday. is not going to make me remember that. I mean, I don't have a reason to celebrate anymore, so I'm not gonna remember it. Anyway, my co-host is Rob, Black Rob, Bobby G, me, Dapper J. You, 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 and, so you yeah, still celebrate Mother's Day? Um, yeah. Uh, I guess it's weird for you because you do have like a stepmom, don't you? Yeah. So you have to ah, uh, you have a smile like, hey, what do you want, a teddy bear? <sighs> What do you like take her out to eat? Well, we can't really do that today. But uh, <laughs> obviously, stupid. I'm just saying, like, like normally. No, nah, I mean normally it'd be like we it'd be taking like her mom and grandma and her. Like we all go out. Wait, her grandma is alive? No, like my grandmother and her mother. Oh, okay. But her, her mother passed a couple months ago. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so I I don't know what's gonna happen this year. Bruh, I mean, you old, you old, bro. You gotta be like, yo, I, I do not have to celebrate this with you, ma'am. <laughs> no, a couple years ago, I I went to um, shout out Wilson, his wife. I got her doctorate degree from Howard, um, a PhD. I forgetting what. So uh, they had a dinner that weekend because we usually mm-hmm. do the dinners on Saturday instead of Sunday to beat the crowd and uh, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. A peak in the life of Dapper J. Yeah. So I actually have a, a possible episode I did. I'll run it by you after the episode, though. Oh. Um, I guess since we're on the somber note, um, you know, before we get into basketball, man, RIP Don Shula, man. That's, that's crazy. The NFL lost the real life. Mr. Perfect. Lost a real legend, bruh. So, I, you know what's crazy? <coughs> what's that? <laughs> I thought Don Shula been dead. Wow. Because <laughs> not like in a disrespectful way, just like I, like every time we hear about the seventy two Dolphins, that shit is like historic, right? 
But I understand that that was years before my time. So I just thought everybody from that time was already moved on. A lot of that, or not, a, over half that team's still alive. Like, <laughs> I guess. Shout out to y'all. What, he 90? Yeah. He's ninety and uh, he was ninety and had a perfect season. You lived a full life, Don. Shout yeah, out to I you, mean, man. They, they get together every year after the last team goes on. I would too, bro. Uh, they drink to it. Damn, man. I, they they got see. Unlike the away <coughs> Celtics, they have a reason to <coughs> continue to celebrate that. <laughs> and also, they want back to back in championships too. Like people forget. Like the Celtics didn't go back to back or anything. It was just oh eight and we're important. <laughs> they won seventy two and seventy three. Didn't they beat us? Yes, they did. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, and then also like he has a steakhouse called Shoeless. Mm-hmm. Um it's down in like Fort Lauderdale. I've been in one of Fort Lauderdale. And I think there's one in Norfolk, Virginia. It's really good. And then he has a steak sauce called uh, 347 after the amount of wins he has in the league. Oh, wow. Yes. And That's it's hard. Yeah, no, it is hard. And the food was good. So, like, you know, whenever his quarantine is over, man, go get go to Shoeless. Like, that's a dope spot. Um, Yeah, man, just one of the greats. Like, he's probably... The real Mr. Perfect man. Coach ever in mm. football. Like you put like uh, Bill Walsh, Paul I, Brown, Belichick, him. Who's Paul Brown? From the Browns? Yeah, like he's probably no, no one will ever be. No, you're associated with the Browns. Don't care. Bro, do you know what this man like in yeah, so no many different cares. things? Okay. Is, my coaches, my top five coaches of all time. Bill Walsh, number one. Number two, Joe Gibbs. And Gibbs will be five. Number three, Shula. <laughs> Undefeated season. Number four, Lombardi. And number yeah. five, I might put Belichick. You might? <laughs> yeah, either him or Andy Reid, one of them. Two. You got six Super Bowls. Yeah, with one quarterback. Okay, so you want to talk about the ones he won as a coordinator too, or, or no? What did he do as a coordinator? He was a deep. Have Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> yes. Oh, he helped guide cute. Lawrence Taylor to being Lawrence. <laughs> Help guide that guy. That guy a murderer. He was on coach. There's no guiding him. He was a freelancer. Yo, we gotta honestly have a discussion about like the two greatest like MVP years. It's probably. Lawrence Taylor in 86 and Brett Favre in 94 because they were like on drugs or they were under some sort of influence and was still <laughs> at the highest level no. better than everybody. Uh, you know, I love Brett Favre, bro. I tweeted, I was like, probably the biggest Brett Favre fan. I seen that. I was fan. like, wow. Like, I am, you know. I mean, Brett Favre was like, he, he's football to me, bro. If you think of a player that some level of football is, Brett Favre and Rogers, who fuck out of here. But no, bro. Until we have the um a documentary of Dexter Manley, <laughs> there's no way you get all those Saxons. <laughs> you can't read. <laughs> was he on coke? Yeah, he was on coke. 
Oh but my god! How are you I'm, illiterate and on coke and get a like hundred something sacks? Nah, this is goat shit. Nah, the reason LT and Brett are a little bit ahead because they won MVPs. One, if you talk about Brett Favre, he won an MVP as an alcoholic, sobered up, won an MVP, and then a Super Bowl, and then won another MVP. Who's <laughs> like, Patrick Mahomes? You're right. <clears throat> you don't got him in MVPs yet. It's coming. <laughs> and then Lawrence Taylor, he's the last defensive player to win the MVP. Defensive player of the year. Wow. And my team won the Super Bowl. And I was doing coke. It's pretty fire, bro. Out of a year. <laughs> That's pretty elite. <laughs> it's like the 86 Mets. They were all cokeheads like freaking Daryl Strawberry and uh, what's his name? And Dwight Gooden. They were doing coke, bro. Like... Did they win? Yeah, they won the championship. Oh. Well, man, I just always hear about the Mets being ass. So I'm like, uh, hopefully they won. They won. <laughs> like I said, he was he wouldn't do coke the day he had to pitch Doc. But like the day, you know how like you pitch and then you get like three days rest. Mm-hmm. On other days, he was doing coke. <laughs> that team was super drugged out, and they won. So, yeah, man, something to tell your kids. Inspired to be great. Not also made me think about um, if you remember uh, Waterboy. <laughs> they had Lawrence mm-hmm. Taylor, and it was like, <laughs> "Say no to drugs." <laughs> 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 so between that and then, yeah, shout out Brett Favre, man. Like Brett did a lot of things that we don't really talk about. Uh, yeah, y'all openly disrespect. I just want to say this, okay? Who I think y'all? the similar. No, shut up, okay? I just think the similar way that people y'all seem to try to disrespect Kobe Bryant's legacy. Y'all try to disrespect Iron Iverson's legacy. There's a lot of people who, who y'all little number cruncher analytic punk bitches want to just like talk about all these and try to demean people and try to take away from these legendary feats that these people have accomplished. You know some eat a dick. Okay, all them, and Rodgers got 45 touchdowns and three interceptions. And Rodgers plays with the greatest passing rules known to man, okay? He also does not have three consecutive MVPs. Okay, so what's up, bro? He said he, you, he plays with the greatest passing what? Passing rules. These are the greatest what? Man, all he got to do is hit the open receiver who's five yards out. Ain't like he hitting bombs. Except for the Hail Marys. So, 45 touchdowns, you're saying all 45 were dink and dunk passes? Like, no, I'm just, I am just out to Jordy Nelson. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, like, he ain't, he don't make receivers. Right. So, what about Devontae? Man, if I threw the ball 25 times to one player, he'd have good stats, too. So, you think Devontae Adams is in a good receiver? I think he's a yeah, I do think he's a good. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers isn't a great quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Like you ain't an immaculate dude. You just loaded up on one dude. So, in your opinion, do you think Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback? Yeah, he's got the stats. People get in the hall all the time. <laughs> do they? <laughs> so, like, uh, so yeah, I think he is. I mean, we got how many MVPs? We got two. Yes. Two MVPs. 
a Super Bowl. Super Bowl win. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got the he got the nice stats to do. But like when we talk about the upper echelon of quarterbacks, the people I write stories about, the ones that I tell kids like, this is who you want to be. Yeah, no, nah, I don't I don't put them up there. I don't put them with Brady, Montana, Favre, Peyton, Elway. That's five. Like I told you, for me, I think I saw, and you know, Aaron Rodgers is my favorite quarterback for some time. Shout out Mahomes, he took that spot. But um, well, how am I a traitor? <laughs> if anything, I, I I came back to my people. But anyway, um, I remember then was it two years ago when the Niners were trash, and the Niners had no business being in that game. Like they were destroying Green uh, Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers had a comeback, and ESPN was gassing it like it was the second coming of him down twenty three or whatever in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, we're we're gassing them being the Niners, the team they're supposed to beat. <laughs> Something's not right, guys. You know, I've been locked in. Red Favre said that would be him today, bro. Brett gave him the stamp. He showed him. He showed him mad love, B. He showed him more love than he showed Aaron. <laughs> I mean, fuck Aaron. Aaron's been the fuck nigga. From what? Like, I've never liked Aaron Rodgers. I've always That's a Aaron Rodgers. Rob is never like Aaron Rodgers. Like, I didn't like him when he helped get Woods in the Super Bowl. I ain't give a fuck. Fuck him. Dumbass nigga. Yeah, I dare speak his name in the same breath as Brett Favre. What? It's interesting how Brett Favre feels that Aaron Rodgers is going to leave like how he left. He said Aaron should feel disrespected or whatever. And I'm like, it's the same thing that happened to you, bro. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not technically the same thing. It's, it's real similar. Same age, around no, the same draft pick. It's not the same. I want to tell you the difference. What's the difference? <laughs> as much as a stand, I am a Brett Favre. Brett Favre held the Packers hostage. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I drafted another quarterback, too. Like, no one knew when he was going to keep playing. This guy was getting cracked every fucking play. <laughs> hey. Nah. Aaron Rodgers has done nothing but, like, hey, man, like, I want to play here. Let's make it work here. You know, whoever he is is a douche. He's shown his allegiance to Green Bay at the very least. <laughs> get, imagine needing help, and in the first pick they got, they get your successor. That's ridiculous. And then also in a in a draft that may go down in history as the greatest receiver, like. Talent no, and that's another reason why it's not the same because Favre had weapons in Green Bay up until he was gone. Yeah, like that's the team Aaron inherited. Like, so they just they really said nah. They really gave you the double middle fingers. Yeah. Picked a quarterback and gave you no receivers. Yeah, to Ooh. draft none. Like I'm, there were some high quality receivers second, third round that could have went first round in other years. But 
for you to be like, nah, we not getting none of them dudes. Fam, imagine <laughs> if they had drafted Higgins instead of that quarterback. Bro, be different, bro. You give Adams Higgins, like, come on, man. Now you start cooking. Now you're cooking with gas. Yo, Joe Burrow <laughs> got T. Higgins and A.J. Green as his receivers. That's hard. <laughs> A.J. Green is a raw receiver coach. Stop playing my games. <laughs> A.J. Green, bro. <laughs> when the last time he played? <laughs> Two years ago. Damn. He was hurt. He didn't play last year. I know. So yeah, two years ago when he like Jalen Ramsey crazy. and stuff. Yeah, they played since Ramsey was on the field getting paid. He ain't going anywhere, so that's that's cool. <laughs> and the Bengals are. <laughs> AJ Bengals damn money, whatever money. Bengals damn there went winless. So you talking about I ain't going nowhere? <laughs> Fuck is you? Nigga <laughs> 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 said that shit like the Bengals was the time. Talking to town. What the fuck? When the last time did the Bengals went somewhere? To find somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> Other than the playoff stadium. team a few years ago. So <laughs> a few years, damn. <laughs> I mean, we were a playoff team a few years ago. So what's your point? <laughs> that, yeah, damn. I feel depressed about us too. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention? Uh, schedules come out this week. Uh, I don't care about the schedule, man. What do you mean you don't care? Until, like, I got we just have to make sure this shit's going to start on time. That's fair. And then, like, I don't care because we play anybody. We could play freaking Heaven's Angels and we sacking them, too. You've you seen know our play, front four. You know we play your guy, right? Who? Lamar comes to town. Oh, we gonna get destroyed, bro. He dropping fifty. <laughs> That's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> Actually, Lamar, I hope I hope you tweak your ankle in practice and miss this game because <laughs> I I think Chase gonna come come to take your leg home with him. <laughs> we play for if you don't know, Rob. We play the NFC West <laughs> and the AFC North. Oh, that's an easy dub. We gonna smoke the Steelers. We're going to smoke the Browns. Oh, we're going to trounce the Bengals. That's going to be religious. Um, the Rams is getting destroyed. Um, the Cardinals getting... Oh, God, they got Hopkins. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. We got a Who's that running back? That's all I got. <laughs> Who's that running back? I think it's still Drake. Oh, yeah, we fucking them up. <laughs> Murray, yo, you got skills, but you small as shit. That line is going to hit you more times than we not. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Hopkins is going to get 10 catches, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Hop- sorry for whoever's checking him. You can start Hopkins against his guys. You'll, you'll do all right yeah. in fantasy. Yeah, check that out. He's going to have a good game. Whoever, I just feel sorry who was on the island with him. It's going to be disrespectful, but we're going to win the game. And then who else is in that event? The Seahawks? Oh, I fucking hate them because every time I, I think they're going to be bad, they get better. <laughs> like, so that'll be, that's going to suck. And then, yeah, I just hope Haskins survives whenever we play the 49ers. I fucking hate that line, bro. Agabosa just going to be. Oh, like, they are going to destroy my man. <laughs> Yo. I need to throw Alex Smith back out there so he can finally retire. Chill, bruh. <laughs> Did you see that nigga leg? Yeah, I saw the documentary. Fred, I don't 
want to play on that. And that's not my leg. He like he has two D's, bruh. Oh my God. He like he got, you ever seen Jeepers Creeper? He like he got a leg full of knees. <laughs> yeah, man. Just retire, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it, so. Salute to Alex Smith, man. Yeah, man, you survived. You can walk. Be thankful. Leave. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, though. I'm excited to see, you know, what we do. Shout out to the skins. If we're able to go to games, I do want to see Lamar play live. I do. Oh, man, who doesn't? And I'm the cheat code. If I see the Ravens play, we win, and they win the Super Bowl that same year, so. Dude, why the fuck would... I'm just saying that's that's what it's. Doing. I would want them to win, but I don't want them to win if I think we can win. <laughs> but if we win, that means they win the Super Bowl. But no, I'm saying I want. I don't want them to win the Super Bowl oh, if we think, can win the Super Bowl. Right, right, right. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so if we in the playoff, I don't want them mowing teams down the AFC and we got to play them again. <laughs> I do say Chase is real because they asked, like, Chase, who's the one quarterback you want to see one-on-one and try to sack? He was like, Lamar. I think I could sack. I was like, I love the confidence. I don't because, you know, what this is going to remind us of? Remember when Bakari Rambo was like, oh, open field tackle on Chris Johnson. Bruh. And then he got hit with the craziest spin move. He got the John Wall, Matt Barnes spin move. That's it was horrendous. He went. It's crazy because I'm watching the game. I'm like, oh, man, he got the hit right here. Oh, he missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was, he was gone. One on one, like, I mean, Lamar's going to win 9 out of 10. I just hope that one time is when they meet. Only, the only way that he gets Lamar is if, like, Lamar is juke, is dodging one dude, and then, like, before he can, like, right himself, then yeah. Young's on his ass. Then it's right. a wrap. But if he's coming downhill and Young is there, he's going to spin move on him, bro. <laughs> we know what's coming. And it's crazy. As much, like, conflict would be around Lamar, He'll just sidestep out of bounds so peacefully. You're like, wow, why couldn't Robert do this in 2012? Because, see, like, he didn't, because, see, no one had seen Robert before. Like, there had never been a strider in his way. Like, Vic has been, Vic was quick. It was shifty and everything was just like a reaction. Like, of course he had to keep running because every move was just like he was just acting and whatever was coming his way. RG3 was making, he was more of a running back, making one cut. Boom, it's the hole. He gone. Like, and he, when you got 40 yards of green in front of you, you think you can hit a home run every play. Like, Lamar saw that Archie <laughs> thought he could hit a home run every play, and then he got killed. And he was like, oh, I'm just run out of bounds. <laughs> like, like that. He's smarter, bro. Yeah, so schedule's dropping soon. That should be fun. And, um, yeah, man, let's, let's just talk Jordan, bro. Episodes no, five and no, six. Y'all don't hit me again, bro. What? Like you didn't watch episodes five and six? Did I didn't say I didn't. Well, first things first. RP code, bruh. Seeing that dog, it still don't feel real, man. Yeah, that is crazy. Like every time I go, yeah, it is. Like I'm not. I hate being one of those people that tweet that. Like. Still doesn't feel real that Kobe gone, but like it really don't. Because like I don't think about it normally, but like when that instance is like, oh shit, I just remember that like Kobe Bryant's not here anymore. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. 
And people are like, yo, we don't, we don't get to see that reflection. Like, that's, and that's what you really start to miss. Like, all the NBA players that played in the league for 10, 15, 20 years, their stories, their knowledge, their experiences, you know, the game info behind the scenes. And it's like, imagine how much of that Kobe had. <laughs> it's like, we just do not get none of Right, and you and I both agreed he had the greatest basketball mind, like, ever. So it's it's gone. Like That's crazy. So, yeah, seeing him in the beginning and just seeing just seeing how, like, even though, especially at that time, the league was older then, how, like, how much fear he gave them players. Like, Grant Hill was like, I'm not jumping with him. I'm not going to end a poster. And then Jordan, like... Hey, yo, that that Laker boy going one on one. Everybody, I'm gonna work him though. <laughs> I think, I think, man, like just crazy. The funny thing is, I have that um, All Star game, like the full game, on my laptop. Like a while ago, I downloaded it, and the craziest thing, like they showed the play of um, Garnett throwing Kobe to Alley. Yeah, yeah. Like a play before that. Kobe had thrown Garnett one that was crazy too. So like when he did the, the second time, it was, it was crazy. But anyway, yeah, it was like I think that was like that was a change on the guard. Like to see like more dominant wing players because like before Jordan it was the big man, and then it was Jordan. I, he stood alone, and then you started to see like the Grant Hills and the Paul Pierce and the Kobe Bryant's. You know what I'm saying? The T Max. But not only Vince that, Carter in age. Kobe and KG was like 1920, yeah. respectively. Like they were young dudes. And I must say, people forget like 27, 28, that. 27, 28, 30, KG was the first dude in like, what, like 10 years or something? 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. That came out of high school. Right, and then Kobe the year afterwards. Yeah, and then uh, T Mac was after him. Right. So, so like. See that, and then just to see, like, I, I remember I was watching a Horace Grant interview years back. And he was like, yo, with Jordan, he'd be like, yo, man, no, I, I don't have enough touches, man. Can you can you look out for me? No, he was like, he's the difference between Penny and um and Kobe. And he was like, he would come to Penny, like, man, I'm not getting enough touches, man. Can you look out for me in the fourth quarter? He's like, yo, I got you. And uh, he would ask Kobe that. He's like, man, you better get that off the rebound. <laughs> so when Jordan was like, they still passing the ball after he going 0 for 4? Man, he better get the rebound. <laughs> like, I thought that was just kind of funny. Man, um, nah, like, you can see the, the mindset of, like, it's just, it's, I think, like, like I said, you see, like, two of the same people, but at different vantage points. Like, Michael Jordan was the third overall pick. He was the athlete. He was the face of the league. The moment he came in the league, they were like, yo, he is a great. Kobe was drafted a little later. He was, like, 13. You know what I'm saying? He was still dangerous. He was still, but he had to earn his more. You know what I'm saying? His first few years, he didn't play like that. So... Like to see that hunger, like for him to become that is crazy. Nah, and so just going from there, seeing how like it's it's crazy talking with speaking with my guy Wilson, and like the only people that had that type of star power on earth at that time, both initials were MJ's, either Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan. Where Jordan's <laughs> only place of like solace was his hotel room because the moment he left. 
it's a mob everywhere. He yeah, goes. I always always wonder how that felt. Like not just for him, but like people like Michael Jackson, like a Beyonce, like you know what I'm saying, like a Jay or something like. It's like yo, imagine if you know just Jay like would get mobbed like that. That's no disrespect to Jay, but I don't, I don't think that's. Uh, I think he is now. Even now, like I think it would be like, oh snap, that's Jay Z, but I don't think it would cause mass hysteria. Beyonce, on the other hand, we see her Beyonce, it's Beyonce. Like, oh my god. Yeah. And, and yeah, with Mike just seeing that, like how you see his routine. He's getting mobbed when he leaves his room to go to get on the bus. Then he spends time with a Make-A-Wish kid. Then he has to go play. Then he comes back, shower changes, spends some more time with some kids. Then goes to answer press. Then he has to leave. Then he goes back to the hotel room. And, he, and his mobs of people like, I got to see Jordan. Yeah, like, I mean, that guess, man, that's constant, like, so that's crazy, like, because you, you know, like, when you're that level of star, like, you got a million people pulling at you in a million different directions, like, you got to, you got mad obligations when you're that level. But you no one saying? else really was, like, experiencing that. And it's like, yeah, he was the, like, he was a unicorn of his generation. Like, what other wing players soon became after him, what later became, you know, after him. But even he was that star for 15 power, they, years. They're not. I'm talking, not, no, I'm just talking about athletically, athletic wise. No, so, I'm, I'm so saying the art star power. Him. I'm not talking no, about No, I'm saying the reason why he was that was because of that. Like, no, they had never seen a figure like Jordan, no, a person that size to impose his will in the game at that level. Like, think about it. Magic was a 6'9 point guard. <laughs> like, he was humongous. You know, of course, Kareem and them, they were big men. Even Bird was 6'9, you know what I'm saying? Jordan was a guard. Dominating, flying through the air, walking on, like, what? Like, it had never been seen. His prime is... Man, seeing like episodes five and six, I think his prime from eighty eight to ninety three, bruh. I don't know if there's like a better player. Yeah, of course there is. But it's it's up there. There's one there's only probably one, maybe two players that you can put in that breath. Probably in that prime, what you gonna put like a shack? Not like a shack. It's only Shaq. <laughs> like a shack. Who's like a shack? Nobody. Well, anyway. Nigga, please. <laughs> like, yeah, like, no. Um, yeah, like I said, like, Jordan was, Jordan was magnificent, man. I just, I would like to just say that, you know, that those episodes prove. I never want to hear anybody from that era talk about how soft the people nowadays are. You guys what? kept Isaiah off the dream team. That was some soft shit. That was some emotional shit. That was like, you want to talk about emo- like when you want to talk about stars complaining and shit or like doing be like yo fam y'all the same way catty as hell <laughs> y'all kept yo like yo when you look at the Olympic teams right right they signify time periods they signify Absolutely. like the eighty four team was the last of like the amazing like um, amateurs yeah. with like Ewing you got Jordan and shit you know that was crazy right right right. That 92 team 
was supposed to signify American basketball, the NBA to the world. Right. Bird was out of his prime, but you can't have a dream team without a Boston Celtic, the man. Magic right. ain't played ball in a year, right? Right. But you can't have him without the world famous Magic Johnson. You putting the world on display here. Right. The dominant, the dominant college, you know, NCAA champion, Hoya, Patrick Ewing, Jordan's the magnificent. Like, come on, what? Charles Barkley. We're talking about the stars. And then you get to John Stockton over Isaiah Thomas, the two time champion back to back, the guy who took it to Bird and Magic. Are you serious? There would be nobody looking, asking Isaiah Thomas to hold a camera to take pictures with someone else. He's that man. You gonna put him? That's crazy. Also, when you thought the quintessential college player, yeah, Shaq, my man, favorite player, no, better like, than Leitner. You put Leitner on that. Leitner's the four guy, four final four. Come on, what? No, like you, you put Leitner. Like you know, Shaq exactly. is a better player, but Leitner definitely he represented college basketball to a T. Yeah, like I, so you know, have to be there, and if we look back on that team, who do we see? John Stockton over Isaiah Thomas. Shout out to Stockton, one of the best point guards ever. Isaiah Thomas, come on, man. But also, it like what Jordan said was interesting because Jordan. Jordan respects Isaiah, and he could play with someone he don't he don't like. I don't think everyone else could. And also, yeah, look at um, Isaiah and Magic's riff happening, especially at the HIV. And Isaiah was spreading rumors about him, like that hurt Magic's feelings. It was like, all right, if, if Magic said he's done, Bird they don't like each other just because of the rivalry. Scotty definitely didn't like him. Then let's yeah, just then no. never call, then never say that stars now. Cause like we, look, fam, we all make fun of KD with his burner accounts, of course. Cause it's funny, fam. It's funny to get caught for some shit like that. But don't act like you're not as catty as him when you're out here holding great. Scotty, what are you mad for? This basketball. You got clothesline. Okay, nigga, get up. <laughs> like, what? Like, dog, you won, you got the ring. I'm saying move past. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, like, him and Magic, that's a different thing. Like, that's deeper than rap, I guess. Yeah, that, you know? that is deeper than rap. Like, But, like, Bird... Bird, like... And Bird don't even strike me as a nigga that would care about something like that. He'd be like, uh, you know... I don't care either. I, well, exactly. I don't Let me not put words in. I know Scotty definitely cared. Magic... Exactly. Think real. about it. Magic, okay. Was That's a real, real riff. Jordan was just like Jordan, him, but like he he understands his talent. It was like okay, I'm not yay or nay. That's what if that if we do. believe that if we believe it. But like okay, Scotty the one that looked like he throwing a hissy fit. What would, what would you have to be mad about? Barkley don't look bothered by shit. What Malone's a walking scumbag. He ain't got no, no. complaints. <laughs> like David Robinson, all he do is cheese. <laughs> like, come on, who Child else is Chris complaining? Mullen, man. He's just there. New York. <laughs> East side. South of St. John's. But he, I also, do you agree with this? Granted, if Isaiah's on the team, they still beating cats by 30, like, regardless. <laughs> but do you million. think they're as close of a team in the camaraderie? Oh, uh, I think... I think it's one or two ways. I think one or two ways. One, it could it could have dissolved and could have just went awry. Or that time together that they've never had before, they could come to an understanding of each other that they would never have came to before because they've never spent that level of quality time with each other. And I think 
that that could have happened and would have happened because Isaiah, a real nigga. Like, what? Isaiah Thomas has yeah, never shown me to not be a real nigga. Exactly. Like, is he's never he's never shown like not to be a real nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? And magic, magic don't look like a person that holds grudges. But again, during that time, given what was around magic, you know. I I can see no, why I went that way. Of course, and but I also but around that time, like like I said, I say the reason why him and that rift between him and Isaiah happened stayed for so long was just because they didn't run into each other. They just like Magic isn't forced to to um see Isaiah Thomas. You know what I'm saying? He can live his life and never run into him. You know, like so if he's like I don't have to confront that. Like whatever. Like now if, you, if I'm moving in these NBA circles and shit all the time and I'm always here all the time and now Isaiah Thomas is making these jerseys and he's working for them. You know what I'm saying? Now they got to cross paths again. Like now we can have this conversation. Like I think him putting them on the team will force them to have those conversations. Like him not being on the team just allowed them to not see each other. Right. Like and not ever have those conversations face to face. And like around the switch around that time, you know, my imagine was building a wall around himself. And then before we, we switch subjects, we gotta talk about one for people who haven't, and I'm sure we've talked about, like, I think one, it's like a few months back, we, like, kind of went on how Jordan's first 3 P team was Cheeks. And, and just looking at it, that Blazers series, the difference in, in that series and what had the Bulls win was Mike versus Clyde. Because if you look at, like, the box scores, the Blazers were the better team, bro. Mm-hmm. And, like, Mike was just like, you know, they were comparing me to Clyde. And Clyde's a great player, but he he's not better than me. Like, it's because, and the time, Mike played at a time where if he was better than the other team's star player, then they would win. You know what I'm saying? He he outdueled Clyde. He made people realize, like, yo, this nigga is not, he, he not me. He like, he all right, but he not me. Like, Charles? Magnificent. Jordan was just at another level. Going with Charles, like, you know, Kendrick Perkins was like, yo, man, you know, LeBron and KD would, like, watch Dan Marley. And I'm like, y'all making it seem like yes. Dan Marley's a bum. Like, Dan you know, Marley Dan would, Marley would not do nothing with LeBron or KD. Nothing. Definitely wouldn't with KD. Oh, she's gonna stop LeBron. Yeah, do what with his hands? (laughs) Patty cake in the rim. I mean, what did JJ Barea do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shout out to Tyson Chandler and Sean Marion. Sean Marion is like Dan Marley, bro. Like, don't ever compare Dan Marley to Sean Marion. He's not black. (laughs) (laughs) They both were great sons players. (laughs) Yeah, 20 years apart from each other. <laughs> Dan Marley was dope. And then for... Dan Marley was Mike never Sean Marion. He's like, yo, Jay, Jay Krause said he liked Dan Marley. He could play great defense. I had to let everybody know. He couldn't Yeah, because and Dan Marley's nowhere near the athletes. He's what I'm saying. He won a game. Man, he's no, no one was athletic. They, like, there's people who like, yo, they could play defense on Jordan, but Jordan's athleticism just let him to go to levels that other people just simply couldn't go. And Marley was one of them. <laughs> he just could never go there. <laughs> like, it's like when AI cooks Steve Nash. It's not because Steve Nash is a horrible guy who doesn't try on defense. It's because there's nothing he can do to stay in front of Alan Iverson. <laughs> Like, this is nothing. Like, it is what it is. 
He had some great finals. I mean, Jordan's a legend. To average 41 yeah. in the finals is ridiculous. I mean, Kobe did that almost against the Magic. Kobe didn't do that. He had like 35 or something like that. That's not 41, bro. Only one closest was Shaq with 38. Shaq did 38 in the finals. What are you doing with him? <laughs> Disrespectful. <clears throat> like, you know. Who's that 30? That was on what? Rick Smiths, right? Boy, man. So who's better, Rick Smiths or Dan Marley? <laughs> Rick Smiths is 7'4", so... Uh... That doesn't make you better. <laughs> Sean Bradley's 7'7", seven, seven, and is he a great center? No. He, he's a better defender than Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. So what's up? <laughs> as many what's times up? as he was getting dunked on, he was He averaged soft, three blocks uh, a game. <laughs> like people always show them, people always show them dunks on Sean Bradley. You know why? Because it's amazing to dunk on a seven six guy. But Sean Bradley averaged three blocks a game. No one sees, no one sends it when he's cleaning their shit off the glass. No one shows that highlight. He's seven six. <laughs> like, he's supposed to get. Oh, see now it's supposed to see. That's what I'm saying. He can't win for losing. He just never he was soft, bro. I remember looking. He at was the, not uh, soft. He was. It was grown niggas jumping on his back. And what did you do? Throw punches at him, dog. He went. If I'm, if you seven six, what do you? What can you not even you awkward you can't fight <laughs> like like bro he, he's slow like he awkward on his feet and then he has like full trained thoroughbred niggas like t-mac dunking on his ass like what are you supposed to do with the gazelles on you <laughs> like nah bro shout out to Sean bradley three blocks a game y'all disrespect that man like he's not one of them dudes cheeks bro <laughs> yo, how many blocks a game you get if I was seven six, none. <laughs> He'd be getting put on posters. You'd be like Roy Tom, Hibbert, bruh. I and promise I, you. Like you, Ryan Hollins. <laughs> nah, we can fight, bro. We can go fight right now. <laughs> he led the league in the blocks in '97. Y'all disrespecting Sean Bradley, bro. But he not that dude, bro. But yeah, nah, salute to, to Jordan. Um, I thought it was. I also thought them touch on the gambling and um his. You know, Man, Jordan like me, bro. We're like Republicans buy sneakers too. Well, well, when it comes to gambling, I'm not that statement. But like, yeah, uh, Jordan like me when it comes to gambling. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I got it, I'm gonna spend it. Like, I'm gonna we betting it. Why not? When you that level of great at stuff, you got to make challenges for yourself. And shout out his security you know guard for hitting the shrug, man. That that was hard. Bro. <laughs> that was RP, crazy. man. Like, his kids or grandkids get to see that and be like, yo, my dad, <laughs> my granddad beat Jordan in a battle. Like, right. it's on tape. Yeah, <laughs> nah, that was like, Jordan was, Jordan gotta make life fun. And then, um, and, uh, what was it? Yeah, the, the um, Silence, the political statement was crazy. But well, I always, I always felt that way about that statement though. Like, I always thought that he said it and I always thought that it was a joke in a way. Like, like who would literally, literally <laughs> say that, like, to be literal? Like, yeah, it was in jest. It's like me and you joking and someone, like, used it. Yeah, like, that was saying, weird. like, I didn't know, dude, so I didn't want to come out, but I donated. Not like. That's not, nah, that's not enough, bro. Like, the dude, the dude who he faced is a stunt racist, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's different if like they Mudville, both bro. Like it's a difference if like they both men of character and they both could be like if this if it's just like simple like political ideology, like differences and things like that, like, oh, this is how we're gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it this way, this way, right? That's different. A dude is literally just full on blatant overt racist. Like you not and you wouldn't step in to help 
another person who looked like you get elected. But do you think Jordan's vote would have helped his endorsement? Oh, uh, yes. Be, I want to be. Be like, what? Like, people literally want to be like, what? You don't think a Michael Jordan endorsement in his home state wouldn't win? Are you crazy? Arnold Schwarzenegger became the governor of California. That's not North Carolina, though. Like, yeah, Michael Jordan is the greatest thing North Carolina's ever created. Produced. No, that's a fact. That's a hundred. Like, that's not a if and or but about it. That's a fact. No one cares Michael about Jordan Kitty Hawk. Tobacco, in tobacco. Like that's it. <laughs> right, brothers. Who? It's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. He's the first in flight. <laughs> like, are you crazy? And then. That Washington Post reporter is like, Mike, Muhammad Ali is going to be remembered forever. We're not going to remember Jordan forever. I was like, uh. Oh, well, like I said, Jordan, Jordan looked out and the fact that, I mean, he was tied between the I mean, level of greatness. He, well, he didn't look out. He just, you know, was that level of great. But yeah, like, Jordan definitely did shy away from those topics, those subjects, and those stances. And on one hand, you can understand it. Like, yeah, and Barack said it's hard to be the first. Like, it's like you're afterwards, no, you can maneuver better. When you're the first, you I mean, just be- period. Like, of an athlete, like, fam, I, if I practiced the game of basketball in my garage since the day I was born, right, and my whole dream was to be an NBA player, then I make it to the NBA, and somehow by God's green, God's luck or whatever, I'm the greatest player in the league for a long period of time. All I've ever wanted to do is play basketball. And now you guys are asking me my opinions on the world. What? <laughs> like, it's a perfectly normal idea to be like, man, I just bounce a ball. This is all I've ever wanted to do. I left out and got to play a game for the rest of my life. I don't have any real views on the world. But it's like, oh, no, also, when you're part of a, you know, a marginalized group who are looking for people to lead their community, especially in the public eye. And you've had people before you like, people say like, oh, it's hard to be the first. Like, uh, Bill Russell, uh, Jim Brown, <laughs> Kareem, <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Like, <clears throat> Jordan, you're not the first. Like, you wouldn't have been the first. He's <laughs> not the first, but arguably in terms of like, him and his time towards them and their time you name anyone basketball wise like he was probably bigger or more known Kareem won on every level what are we talking about outside of like Kareem Kareem has the greatest basketball life like how you say if you ask anybody before Jordan become the GOAT they would say Kareem was the GOAT yeah how you talk about football Woodson has the greatest football life and I, mm-hmm. I agree with you I think Kareem has the greatest basketball life. Damn! Damn! <laughs> he has prospered on every level consistently. Like he's like, the greatest bro. college player, greatest college basketball player ever. Like, like yo, most dominated players. high school, dominated college, got dominated the ring. Like. You know what I'm saying? The NBA or whatever, you know, like, so. So, I mean, it, like you Jordan, said, bro, like, stand on, no, stand, stand on the ground and just and look back and just take a deep breath and say, yeah, for a lot of issues, I came up short. But what do you right. think about what Barack said, like, in terms of 
when you're the first you're not the first bro he was the biggest star on earth bro like you're okay cool you're the biggest star like okay technically everybody who's reached another level of stardom is the first congratulations but there's a lot of people who've reached that similar comparable level of stardom it's like if like you could say proportionally whatever a level of stardom and have chosen to use that for the greater good what they seem to be the greater good so it's like Jordan just say like yo I focus on basketball and that was what I was focused on like I, I wanted to make sure my family was right or whatever and I wanted to be good and I just focused on basketball and that's cool but also like, just, to avoid don't just hide behind certain shit Jordan would do like what Hove does is just he does it privately and you'll and find out cool. maybe and, you, and okay then that's cool but like you've not highlighted these things and where your voice has been needed like Jay-Z is taking stances on things taking public stances on things that he's cared about whether it's boycotting the Grammys whether it's giving the um, proceeds to Columbine in the 2000s but there's whether also it's tons the of world trade behind of the course that we but don't there's know. also tons and of moves that he's done. made and there's tons of moves that he's made public. There's tons of things that he's talked about in the public eye in order to bring awareness to. Jordan has not. I'm but saying, like, you can do thing, one thing, though. and that's cool. You can have that. But don't then look at, like, hey, guys, you should show we love. Like, no, you didn't stand with this thing in the public. Like, hey, guys, don't judge me. No, we judge you. You had a chance to stand on these things in the public. Let's not act like Jay-Z does everything in, in the dark. No, Jay-Z makes a lot of statements publicly. But a lot of it's in the dark. Cool. Jordan's never made it publicly. That's the point. If you've but, never made it publicly, then you're doing things in the dark. Like, it's not the same. It's nowhere near the same, bro. Okay. You've had um, countless opportunities to be the forefront of these things. Imagine a guy with that level of power. Jordan's untouchable, man. That'd be the equivalent of, like, Floyd Mayweather being political, like, in, like, obviously in a smart way. Because, like, this dude's 50, you know, like, in every way possible where someone's tried to demean this man, he's continued to succeed and make more money than anybody of all time. Like, but you choose not to. So, hey, don't look at us crazy when we look at you crazy and say, no, you didn't stand for those things when you had a shot. LeBron James is the biggest athlete in the world right now. Like, the most recognizable guy, blah, blah, blah. He uses his platform. <laughs> like, it is what it is. You didn't. You had your time. You still have your time. You can still do it now, Jordan. You're not dead. <laughs> like, that's another thing. You still have time. I think everybody's moved differently, so. Sure. I mean, but. If I compare you to someone who moved better than you lost. Yeah, I mean, some people do move better than others. <clears throat> and some people are more effective than others in how they do things. Exactly. And that's all it is. Like I said, I don't blame Jordan. Like I said, I never, I never was one of the guys that blamed Jordan for people like killing over Jordan. It's like, I can't be at fault for what you place value in. You know what I'm saying? If someone one one day random start killing people over Shaq's, like, what does Shaq do? Make his shoes free? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what you put value into. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, shout out to Jordan. I mean, he played it the way he saw fit. He's a billionaire. He owns the NBA team. (laughs) Many would say he played it right. That's real. But yeah, man, let's let's switch over to music, bruh. It's the first time we were reviewing a Drake project without Miles and Naya. Uh, oh, that's crazy. The preview before the album, so that's that's probably why. It's crazy. Um, let me tell you my side of how I found out. 
Like, you know, I'm on Twitter Thursday. And I see this dude was like, new Drake dropping? So I hit him with the eye emoji. I was like, a single? He was like, nah, an album. And I'm like, he's, what? Like, for real? Like, we really going to get it? So then, you know me, as soon as I see that, all right, cool. All Twitter searching, trying to find reputable sources. And then I'm kind of seeing it. I'm seeing, like, you know how you see things, people talk about it, but it's usually fake? And I kept seeing it. Then XXL Magazine had kind of tweeted something. like, okay. Then once he posted it, I was like, are we really getting a new Drake project? I checked, like, track list. Certain songs I knew, other songs I didn't know. And I was like, bam, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go buy it, and I'm going to press play. Mm-hmm. And um, out of the tracks I heard, I probably heard half the album before it came out. Um, just because you know, stuff been leaking, like I've been telling you off air. But just hearing it, man, it's it's dope, bruh. Um, for me, if this is the the throwaways, uh, hopefully the album is, you know, him really in that bag. I think it's beautiful that Drake kind of owns his own, like, masters. And because he's the direct source between him and, you know, the, the, distrib- the distribution, all you got to do is be like, oh, these are leaking. Unlike Wayne, I could just put this out and be like, all right, boom, here you go. Wayne was doing it for free. You know, we're in the streaming area. Drake put on the platforms. Y'all go get it. Um, songs I like, Deep Pockets, which I had heard previously. It's, it's a great track. Uh, on um, Time Flies. Time Flies is so fire, bruh. Like... I really wish we was all outside so I could be just singing with everybody <laughs> like I'm outside in the AMG um yeah. between that <laughs> I guess I do uh the the record with Chris Brown it goes super crazy um losses is hard and then here from Florida with love and talking about him and listening to Lollipop for the first time like that kind of take me back to high school mm. and um yeah, man. Oh, I mean, obviously, like when to say when in Chicago, but those new four, those are probably the ones I like the most. Yeah. What's your take, Rob? This Drake project, man. Uh, nah, I think this might be his best project since probably nothing was the same for me. Really? Um, yeah. Um, it's a super huge fan. Uh, yeah, I'm, Deep Pockets was pretty good when I first heard it. It's only gotten better, so it's like it's a good song. When I say when is my shit, I lo- I've loved Chicago freestyle now. Like before, I was like, eh, I'm on. It's he cool, was like, oh, like, he's sampling him. Dude. Yeah, I was like, it was cool or whatever. Because like I still like when to say when better, but like Chicago oh, it's, freestyle when is to say when is better. That's, that's so like. Yeah, like, yeah. Shout Chicago out Gibeon, too, man. He dope. Yeah, that shit is perfectly, like, yeah. The Not You Too drum with Chris Brown dope. Even the Tootsie Bruh. Slide sounds better within really the album. Chris Brown had had a verse on it. That's the only yeah, way I saw it. he, he should have got off on that. Because, man, Drake floated, bro. Like, that's yeah. the sap bag. That's the simp. Simp and sap. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, Desires, like, that's my shit still, like, Time Flies was dope. Deep Flood was cool. Uh, I hated Pain 1993, though. That shit was ass. Wait, you said like, what Drake was cool? was cool. Deep Flood was cool. Deep Flood was cool, yeah. 
Um, Pain nineteen eighty three was ass to me. Like Drake's part was good. I hated Cardi's part. I hated Cardi's part. Um, losses is what? Losses is crazy. Losses That's is ridiculous. Shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to start taking those that like really soon. You know what I'm saying? I lost you to the games. I gotta hug that, bro. <laughs> like that's crazy. So like, yeah. Um, it ended weird, but um, <laughs> yeah. The again. People like yo demons and war go crazy. I'm like they don't. No, do not encourage that. <laughs> so, so like, but that, I, it does scare me a little bit though because like the problem with Drake is that like when you do get these throwaway tracks, that these deep soul full like throwaway joints, when you yeah. get to the album, he's got more of the like, oh, I'm going to get 22 more hits on the Billboard shit, and it's like I don't want that type of bag, bruh. I want you to be in this bag only on a higher level of rapping, which is like I love this shit. I love this. I love the vibe of it. I love the tempo. I love the, how the music sounds. If you just gave me a better version of this for the album, we're done. Like, oh, cool. So I fuck with So for me, in, in looking at like the track list, like, okay, songs that I thought were either bad or I didn't like the placement on the album. Um, let's get with the last two tracks. Demons. I I appreciate I guess the the New York grime scene I guess that's just not me R.I.P. you know Pop Smoke but that Fabio does nothing for me there was a couple records I like from Pop Smoke but he didn't do nothing for me Sosa Geek nothing I just mm-hmm. I, I like you liking that and you supporting them I just don't want to hear that on future projects from Drake <laughs> that's just me or if you want to hop on a verse on their project by all means I won't play it but salute I don't want that on your album so that's one and then War you already know that that record's horrible to me um yeah again if you want to hop on their records by all means go ahead and just do that don't don't put it on your album yeah like that's just not like yeah like I said like I, maybe it's cause like there. the lyrics are there yeah. it just doesn't sound good it just it is it's not good for my ears and it's like maybe like maybe I feel this maybe about the project because it's not I know it's not the full release so it's like because you know like like I was talking cousin Josh so I was like yo when we think of like Ho we think of Nas or something or Drake or like Kendrick or something like if they fail on the album or they don't deliver a, a immaculate album we're like damn we don't know when we're about to get the next project like it could be another two three years you know what I'm saying so now you gotta sit with this bullshit like. But so I might have that feeling where it's like, okay, I know this album is coming in the summer, so like I can deal with this. But like I like it. And then only other thing that kind of throws me off, not that it's a bad song, I just don't like the sequencing. Landed, landed definitely gives me like if you're reading this is too late vibes. Mm-hmm. But for it to come right after time flies, which is like so smooth and like subtle, and then we just turn it right up to landed. I'm like, there was really no transition <laughs> there. Um, it's not a bad song. Like, you just, I think that was part of the mixtape vibe, where it's like, yeah, like I just don't have nowhere to really put this right. here. And then, uh, Pain 1983. I, I mean, I like the song. Like Drake definitely floated. Uh, Drake and Pierre should collab more, do more work. What? Cardi's verse. If you actually listen to what he was saying, he was saying it sounds ridiculous. I don't care. It sounds ridiculous. Okay, Eminem was rapping his ass off from Rap God. I never want to hear it again. (laughs) That shit was like, like, yo, man, turn this shit off. (laughs) 
But yeah, bro, the album for me and him putting Tusi Slide on there, I was like, yes, that's what I wanted. Tusi Slide didn't need to be album track; it needed to be a Lucy. So going there is like cool. It won't be on the album. It's already confirmed for me. So it's funny you tweeted me like, "Yo, is this the classic?" I was like, "Nah, this the Lucy's. The next joint though. That's, that's it, what I is it gonna be better? I, I, it, this is be? for me. This is his best project since nothing was the same. I think it. I think it's gonna be better. And honestly, I feel like one thing I liked about this project. We got a lot of like real rapping Drake, like Randy yeah. Pharrell. Maybe too whatever. much. Um, 1983, even though Pain 1983 is dope because you know he's flowing like mm-hmm. we like the flow. But I mean, to get your first three tracks to be deep pockets, when to say when in Chicago, yeah, no, he was looking. That's and I that's was like, I was like, about. oh no, like this put me in the fear bag. You know what I'm saying? So like, and yeah, have losses. It's like, yeah, oh yes. my goodness, we get the tell, real tell rap about these. the Talk super melodic them. joints, not your own. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, time flies. We get them joints. Hopefully, he's perfecting crazy. his formula. The the day he dropped it, he went on IG Live again and played more new records. And I'm, I'm like, I'm sure he's got a bevy of new records, bro. That's not hard. You know what I'm saying? Drake could play new records for the next century. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nah. People have unreleased dope shit all the time. Yeah, so it was one of them joints like, okay, like Drake really in that bag. And then I heard his interview on Young Money Radio. Uh, it was good to like hear them like Wayne and, and Drake talk. And it's just like when he asks questions like, "Yo, man, people want to know when we gonna do something again." <laughs> and then yeah, it's just like, but if we do something based on our pedigree, it can't just be. But I think, yes. like I said, I think, um, I think me and you definitely said that, or oh, in the past, like based on the uh, "Believe Me" record not being like that good, and then we, then him being on the um Family Feud journey, like we can see the um the scarcity now. And them not like where back in the day you just you know be one week and you know, another Drake and Wayne record like so I mean I want it I can't wait to hear it though I I think like, if Drake gave all of these as the BS again we we like you said earlier see the one or two things either Drake's gonna try to force something that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be there. Or that really means his best stuff is on the album. And what yeah. I'm also thinking, and this is me hoping, but or theorizing, is that the music we're hearing, even on this project, that will translate to the album, he's in more of a reflective, uh, reflective state of mind. So he's really opening up about certain things. Oh, that would be amazing. Um, and with him doing that, you're not getting BS raps on that. You're getting A1 raps. Like, there was an mm-hmm. article by uh, David Dennis he dropped today when I'm he was sorry. talking about, like, Drake's. He heard Drake at 22 when Drake was 22. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, he's 34, but Drake still makes music for 22 year olds. Yeah. And I was like, you know, there's some truth to that. Some people in my mentions like, yo, how you a Drake fan support this? And I'm like, cause I'm not a stan. This is, this is what I mean by like, I'm not yeah, a no, um, Like, There's been times where like Drake, we, where you've seen Drake's made songs to keep it with the times. And I mean, I don't fault him. I mean, if I'm the biggest artist, I mean, it's hard for me to let that spot go. Right. I'm saying no rapper has ever just relinquished that spot. Yeah. 
and I, I'm with that, but I also think that, you know, I, I feel like we were going to get that maybe on Scorpion before, you know, the beef thing happened. Because Deep Pockets was a Scorpion cut. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, like I said, I think a lot of the deep shit on the Scorpion was because of the beef. Like, the side A is my favorite part of him just going in, just talking, like, you know what I'm saying? That was the shit. It was the right. side B making love records and shit that I was like, alright, you can keep that bullshit. Like, I don't want it. So, like, I didn't have, I think Pusha Team brought the best out of Drake. And I think Drake, yeah, like, in that pocket where he's talking because it's the same way, like, when you hear 50 Cent talk street rap, so you hear Jay-Z giving us, like, rap game. Like, if you hear, like, Drake talking about some shit, we know, we chronicalize like, his life. Like, we chronicalize like, 50 Cent getting shot nine times, you know what I'm saying? Like, we was there for Jay-Z's ascension to being the pretty much president of the rap, you know what I'm saying? We've been here from Drake's journey to, like, all this shit, like, falling the pitfalls and, like, being the young poppin' nigga, getting, like, all the video vixens, like, getting the bad chicks, your heart, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We've, we've been here with Drake for that, so, like, for, when he says it, that's why we, you know, fuck with the, um, introspective raps and, like, him saying, like, you know, back when, because we was there when it was happening. Right. No, <laughs> like, I, we, I, we heard I, the, right. we heard the songs when he was in the act room. We heard the songs when he was fucking with old girls. Like, oh, he pussy whip. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I will say this, because we could keep talking about this for another hour in, in closing, because we got a couple other stuff we got to get to. It was refreshing that for the first time in some time, there was really no real Drake slander on the timeline. I think um, I think this pandemic has has um, made people appreciate this shit a little more. Um, I think also with the Kobe shit, like you know, what I'm saying I think with the Jordan shit also. I think a lot of things have happened in this recent history that's made us appreciate the greatness that we're seeing, right? Um, and Drake's part of it. Like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I got shit to say about Drake all the time. And when we Max. compare him to the greats and we start to have to nitpick, yeah, I'm like, yo, you can't rap at the level of Jay-Z. Your production as far as, like, the quality of music isn't Kanye. But, like, when we look back and we also, you know, objectively assess, assess his career, like, you have to understand, like, he is one of the greats, you know? Like, he is one of the ones. Like, he's put... He's produced at that level for so long, and like, there's a reason I hold him at that level of standard because I know he can go there, and he right. went there again. He said on the last song, like, "What's a classic? That's just ten of these." It's like, bro, <laughs> like, make exactly one. Oh, gold so, roses. No, I still haven't rapped my best verses. What the heck are you doing there? <laughs> right, right. Like, yo, this is your fault. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like when Jarrell Smith takes a contested three. He's like, oh, they just make they're more fun. Like, obviously, because you just waited till that guy put his hand in your face. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, Drake is, he's one of them dudes. Like, and I think, like I said, people appreciate it. I'm appreciating more. Like, yo, man, like, he, he's still here. That's another thing. Like, as far as I think. At a certain extent, we were able to get outside of Jay-Z's career. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were able to assess, like, the 444, you know what I'm saying? As, like, a project, as a think piece in itself, right? Like, we didn't just be like, okay, dude, Jay still got it or something like that. You know what I'm saying? We took concepts from that and was able to discuss these things. I think we're starting to be able to do that with Drake. Like, for, like, so many years, we were, like, like I said, in his career. So we're all like, damn, he got another album that's dope. Oh, he got another hit. He's doing this. Now we're, like, like, thanks to his style of rap, like, we're able to step outside and say, yo, 
you really have lived this certain crazy life in these last 10 years. We just have been growing. You know what I'm saying? We, like you said, like we just been growing with you. We just been living life and you've been there, you know, talking about shit. And now 12 years has passed or whatever. And That's crazy. yeah, like yeah. you can now talk about what has happened in your life, especially in these last 12 years. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. If him and Wayne did a record talking about their kids, bro, that would really be dope, bro. I don't want to hear Drake talking about his kids. because <laughs> like, like after like the shot, after the baby mama flute battle, like that was just like, like that's a line. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I don't nitpick rappers' lines. You know what I'm saying? I see foul rappers' lines all the time, but that was like, I was a little foul because that's your baby mama and you Drake, like. I see people quoting that, and I'm like, that's crazy to tell some, like, the mother of your child, you a fluke. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a backhanded compliment if there ever was one. That's right. Like, so, like, that's crazy. So, they, I don't want to hear them talk about their kids. Like, um, I would love to hear them rap about anything else, though. Like, all right. Not, and, and speaking about rapping and other thing else, we got other music, um, but, yo, the hardest song, what you're playing, or I'm playing with as the outro, Shout out Rob Hood, man. Shout out Kentland, bruh. That freestyle, bruh. Shout out Fat Sean, yo. <laughs> like, Shout out to Zoo, bruh. Oh, man. I'm going to just say this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Raising Cap Heights. You know what I'm saying? I moved to Kentland, you know, a while, a while back. You know what I'm saying? Love. Love it. And this song, bro, I, like when you first sent it to me, I was like, all right, this is cool. And then I kept, then I played it again. Like, I think I went to the um, DM again. I was like, hmm, okay. No, I'm going to do it. And then I played it again. I was like, Nope. This is hard. <laughs> like, I wish that chorus would have came back. Like, that's the only thing. Like, it gave me the pull up hop out feeling. <laughs> like, damn, this is still going. <laughs> but I, I'll say, like, it goes so hard that people could connect. So I spoke with Jay, right? Jay mm-hmm. is like, yo, man, I seen that song you retweeted, Kentland, bruh. I had to add it on Apple Music. It go. I'm like, but you don't even understand what that means. <laughs> like, if you from Shout out the zoo, man. Oh, I'm like, man. I was, it's, I, it's a hard record, but if you from, yeah, home, I was. I'm imagining that shit going off. Like, I'm imagining uh, like, niggas just like, really go, go, getting I would love to be at our oh. party be like, hey, yo, this is for the zoo. And they play <laughs> zoo. Oh, I would crowd surf to that, bro. I ain't gonna lie, bro. That'd be pretty epic, bro. I might have yeah. whatever's in my wallet. I'd be like, hey, yo, spin it on me, dog. Yeah, I would do that, yo. Well, I tell you, like, if they open like, outside the jail, we lit. Taylor was like, you're not even from Kentland. I was like, it doesn't matter that I'm not from it. I'm not claiming it by no means. But the song go. Exactly. Yo, when you out of town, it's just a show love. You know what I'm saying? You gotta just show love. You know what I'm saying? When we oh, yeah. like, got something popping. You gotta get fun. Josh too. Cause I was talking to him. I was like, yo, cuz you hear the song? He's like, yeah, I heard that BS. I was like, oh, so <laughs> BS now. Josh is I was like, let it, let it have been a song about Uptown. Oh sure. my God. He'd have he been like, like the facts, greatest bro. thing ever, bro. Uh, we just had this conversation because he posted a picture on his, um, IG, like with him and his man. They had like the, the champagne background. I was like, oh, yeah. just like an Uptown nigga. <laughs> like, was uh, like, yeah, nah, Josh, we on this Uptown shit happy. <laughs> Young, that's Prime Josh, bro. You know Prime Josh. You're one of the few people who, who knew Prime Josh. Yeah, just, 
Young Legend. I don't know, bruh. <laughs> young, 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 young Legend right there, man. So, yeah, with, nah, with I, I had Brown on, on that. Shout out to man, bro. Shout out to the zoo. But, yeah, before we get up out of here, man, um, other, other new music, again, uh, R&B-wise, you know, me, I went to download, I mean, I went to go buy a uh, Drake joint, but I was like, let me uh-huh. see what else is out, like, on, on title or whatever. And I saw that uh, Laven Kylie dropped another new album, like, last year uh-huh. he dropped Low Tide, which was one of my favorites. Uh-huh. And this year he dropped High Tide, and I'm like, it came out today? Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's automatic buy. So after I stopped playing Drake, I was like, I gotta get, listen to him. And his uh-huh. album's really good. Um, uh, hold up, hold up, bro. I actually what? listened to this album. Uh-oh. Because, um, yeah, normally I try not to listen to the shit that you send me. Uh, <laughs> but, yo, this album is crazy, bro. It's dope, like, bro. Like, he, like he's first of all, Tazawa Sign, you're just never going to have amazing solo songs, apparently. <laughs> because, like, your, your features are just, like, glorious. <laughs> like, Perfect is born. Oh, that shit is amazing. The one, two, three, four, five shit. What are we doing here? Fire. The said shit. Like I'm saying, this whole thing. I played it back, you know, three times. <laughs> like once back, just like I was playing it before we got the podcast. So I was like, yo, let me pick my favorite songs out this joint. And I was like, oh, I can't. <laughs> like homegirls crazy. The la 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 joint was what? The la 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 record is so crazy like, get by oh my favorite record might be day after the rain that might be my favorite record and forever is right after that's crazy <laughs> yeah no fuck this album it's too good i'm gonna try to see if we get him on on the podcast bro he oh word I'm, I'm gonna try to make that happen bro all right so now i gotta just like not be a fan of it anymore like it should be hard nah it was all right <laughs> nah, like, he, nah that shit was amazing, too, bro. <laughs> Fam, I might even listen to his other album just because of how great this album is. Nah, if you, cause I think the the first album is slower, like it's more like slow jams, which there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. It's fire. This is like a lot more upbeat, but it's still dope, and it's, it's a jam. He like reminds me of, like he got so many sounds like Miguel mixed in there. Yeah, like he, right, he got Miguel. a little couple of punk shit. Mm-hmm. Like he got like he got some shit in here, bro. Like he got a record that's kind of sound like Bryson to me, and that shit was hard. Yo, I'm not gonna lie, a song that I wish was longer, Vita's song "Stillness," that interlude. Ooh. I was like, why wasn't this three minutes? <laughs> we got <Ooh>. robbed. <laughs> we got robbed. We got robbed, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but that that put me in the mind of them old sound click beats, though. <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> with the, the chipmunk sample. Hey, I was like, oh. That's the, where one of the... my favorite times in music, so. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, you got me. <laughs> I was like, oh, where's the raps coming in? And I was like, wait, a minute and 30 sound up. <laughs> like, yeah, no, shout out to that. That's a dope album, yo. Yeah. What's the name of it again? What's the name of the first his first album or this album? This album. High Tide. High Tide, yes. Laving Kali, High Tide. That shit was you know, I played about three times in a row. So I might buy the play it when I get off the phone. <laughs> and then also, man, another another song that dropped that I wish I could be outside for to see the reaction. Yo, that Savage remix show? Oh yeah, that was crazy. It's crazy, bro. 
Yo, shout out to Beyonce. Beyonce just finds new ways to make me want to do things. <laughs> so, like, I don't know how she does this. <laughs> like, dog, I really wish I could be outside for this. Like, just to hear that live. Yeah, that's crazy. Yo, I'm, oh man, I'll be, I can't wait to hit a party with that shit, like, cause you know, ass is gonna be thrown. Oh, super thrown, bro. Oh my gosh. Yo, when it's outside, they're gonna be in hexagons. They're gonna be throwing, (laughs) they're throwing in hexagons. I gotta leave. (laughs) They done upgraded too much. (laughs) Nah, they're gonna hit you with a dodecahedron and you gonna be like, (laughs) this is above me now. At that moment, like while I'm getting the twerk, my soul and my jersey are gonna be ascending to the rafters. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just hang those up there. I'll get them later. Uh, oh man, now that song is infectious. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always try to temper my Beyonce love because I'm a Beyonce. I'm, yeah, I'm a Beyonce stand. I'll see it. So. We all in the hive, bro. I generally love almost, like, I, no, no, I'll say it again. I generally love everything that Beyonce does. So, like, when I heard it, I was like, okay, let me, like, not try to hype it up and shit. That's like, yo, this is just amazing. Ah, she wins again. Cause when I heard the snippet on Instagram, I mean, on Twitter, it was like 20 seconds. I'm like, oh, this sounded hard. Then I'm I like, yo, they dropped the title snippet. first. Oh, bet, I got title. I thought <laughs> that, like, I thought that people had like a fake song because I heard like different parts of the verse. And I was like, oh, this is different than the one I heard before. And I, I don't know. And then I heard it together. I was like, oh, yep. Yep. I was like, Meg really made it, bro. Yeah, she got the love, man. They trying to get rid of the Infinity Stones, you know what I'm saying? Don't blow it. Hey, bro, shout out Houston, man. <laughs> yeah, H-Town. So yeah. Other than is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, oh, we the JoJo album. Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this JoJo album. I didn't know hey. JoJo was still a thing. Um, JoJo hard, bro. Yeah, like I remember, like the uh, the Get Out right now, Joey, and then the, um, what's the other record she had? Oh, too little, uh, too late. The, the, yeah. So I know. Then I remember she had the Marvel's room. I remember people like was jocking that. And I was like, oh, okay, that was cute. And then there was like people started tweeting about like, oh, JoJo new album. Oh, I was like, oh, like so people like really listen to her stuff. <laughs> and I did. I listened. And I was like, oh, this album's pretty good. Like it's cool. Like, Tori was dope. That um, was crazy. Pedialyte um, is ridiculous. That bro. was nice. I like the um, Lonely Hearts drink was dope. Yeah, that's a uh, I had this thought. I was like, fam, um, this is definitely like obviously a progression of her, you know, the less poppy shit, I guess. Right. But I think that the two people she need to hit up, bro, is the two legends, man, for like the more sexy songs. She got to hit up the dream. Like, I think her voice like just matches his style of records. Like, and I think that she can, as far as like the more like the still poppy shit, but like the like, you know the little soft poppy shit where it's like it's not pop but it's not like R&B she yeah. gotta hit up Neo like he the king of that shit and she could like do that little upbeat little shit cause this album's good and she's definitely with the voice to do it so shout out to Jojo I was I was surprised Yeah, bro. Um, salute to JoJo, man. Like you said, you kind of summed up everything I would say. Um, it was funny because I, 
I think I saw a shout out our, our homegirl China, friend of the show, and she was like, "Yeah, JoJo dropping." I was like, "For real?" This was like Wednesday, the Wednesday before you know Friday that came out. I'm like, "She's dropping." I was like, "I didn't even know she was coming out with something." <laughs> so that again, I woke up, bought Drake, then I saw Laven. I was like, "I gotta buy Laven," and then I saw JoJo. I was like, "I gotta add JoJo." So um, nah. you be buying music still? The I was I really. I mean Drake all his stuff that's getting bought off top like I don't want this guy like Cole Crit Wale Kendrick did they drop anything I will say yo I did like that this this little um that Wale versus Travis shit yeah let's talk about that and then then we'll we'll end the show because we definitely went over our time yo before, before I let you rap bruh we, I, I enjoy Travis Scott's music a lot. I think he's mm-hmm. dope. I think all his albums are pretty good. He not in the same stratosphere as Wale. We talking as a rapper, bro. Fam, like he not. Fam, I don't put him in the same stratosphere as anything of Wale. Um, and this is no hate to Travis. Like yeah, like you said, Travis has some great songs, and his last album, um, Astro was fire. But I liked his other joint better though um, birds in the trap yeah that was crazy the cutty hums were prevalent um but when we talk about hit first of all when we talk about don't bring me billboard numbers about like ooh so and so went double platinum okay fam I got the nice little white people doing funny chicken head dancing to this shit I don't care like when we talk about hit records like when you drop a bait when you drop bad when you drop Lotus Flower Bomb you know what I'm saying you drop no hands you know what I'm saying what did you playing against that love you hate thing yeah, you can only play sickle mode so many times. I don't care how many beat switches it has. The white you know? shoes. <laughs> like, come on, now the matrimony. Like, what are we doing here? Like, the body. Um, that way, what are, we can still keep going here. Um, so when we talk about like hits, if you want to go twenty records, like yo, well, it will beat ninety percent of people in his generation. Like, we're gonna be honest here. And we talk a rap. Like, you already know we do. Travis, we make some good music. You know, Travis not rapping with Wale. That's not what we like Travis for. Yeah, if Travis drops this project with Kid Cudi, I'm gonna be the first to listen to it. Oh yeah, incredible. I need it. It's it's Wale, bro. It's always has been, always will be. Yeah, nah. I I saw people like at least keeping it a hundred there, man. You know what I'm saying? Because Wale gets a lot of unnecessary hate on the internet, but you know what I'm saying? Glad to see you know need some love. Yeah, bro. But now nah, we definitely went over our time. But that's that's for the, for you guys to during the quarantine sessions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Rob, just do some shout outs. So we can get up out of here. Uh, like I said, man, shout out to Wale, man. Um, you know, put on for us for a while, man. And it's, it's weird seeing people trying to discredit like him putting on people in our area. And it's like, yo, he's had a hand in so much. Hold on. So shout out to Wally for getting those flowers, man. Um, shout out to Drake, bro. <laughs> I love the project, man. I've been playing it this for is a, a moment minute. In time. What's today? What? What's... <laughs> hey, this is a moment in time, <laughs> bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, 500 weeks. I'm gonna toss in my pain, nigga. Like, what the fuck is he doing, nigga? Like, I fucks with it. Um, I want to see. 
Oh, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to um, Erica Badu and Jill Scott, man. That's going to be coming up. Man, Erica's going to have her brim in her ass. <laughs> it, it, it should be good. Somebody give Jill a wins. mic. That's the only way she's going to win. <laughs> you give Jill a mic. <laughs> you can have every round. Anything else but, you want to add, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, yeah, that's gonna be a magical moment for music, though. I can't wait for that, actually. I'm yeah, man. In the AMG, that's it's definitely stuck in my head. That oh. and that Chris Brown record, and they got together is crazy, bro. It's it's super crazy. So, um, other than that, man, appreciate you guys listening. Um, shout out Fat Sean. He's definitely gonna be the outro. Salute to you, you. Zoo. KLZ, man. Killan Zoo, man. Yeah, man. Young is the real ones know. Especially we still on the map. We are the map. that time. So, nah, I think that's, that's it, bruh. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. So, till the next time. Peace. Like you got them racks But you can't pay a nigga They money